Good morning. Merry Christmas to you. I hope you got to open something before you came here this morning. I know our, our household is full of small children who are looking forward to this morning very much. Uh, and now we've gathered together and we're just going to sort of pretend we're around a fireplace together and we're going to sing some carols and enjoy the Lord on this beautiful Christmas morning. The waiting is over. The Lord has come. So let us rejoice in that. Let's stand and sing.
you for this occasion to do it again. Thank you for the freedom that we have to come together in this place and celebrate you on this, uh, the day that we celebrate your birth. We praise you for coming, for having a plan, uh, for your salvation, for our needy souls. So we thank you this morning and continue to give your praise now. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just stay up and keep on singing. Oh,
understanding that there was someone going to give us some welcome. And it looks like, it looks like me, <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know the scoop. Uh, if you're here this morning, we would love to know that. And more than that, we want to know if there's some special need in your life that we can pray about because our staff does that together. So on your app, uh, you can fill out that and there are no little bulletins today. And uh, I think we have extra cards in the back if you would like to fill those out and that's the way you usually do it is on paper. So thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Uh, Good thing we got a pro here. Just roll with it, roll with it. Um, well, before we sing our next song, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, um, I love if you guys came to last night's Christmas Eve service, just the message that Pastor Tim gave us about peace, right? Because we all know, as he said, that there are many times in our lives that we don't feel peace, right? But I'm so thankful that our faith goes beyond our feelings and our emotions, right? Thank God. Um, and I often think of when I've gone through hard times, um, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 14, verses, or 4, verses 16 through 18, that talk about so we don't lose heart, right? Because outwardly our bodies are wasting away, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day for those light and momentary problems that don't feel light and momentary in, in our life at the moment, right? But those momentary problems are just preparing us for an eternal glory that far outweighs anything we've gone through on earth. Amen? So what do we look to? We don't look to the things that are seen. We look to the things that are unseen because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things unseen are eternal. Amen? So why don't you stand with us again as we sing, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear.
And in everything, the good and the bad, our goal is to please him and our prayer is to seek him. Shepherd to the shepherds, sovereign to 
Well, good morning. My name is David Preston. I get to serve as the pastor of spiritual formation and sports ministries here at Liberty Bible Church. And uh, for everyone I haven't met yet, I just want to say welcome. Looking forward to meeting you soon. Um, yeah, thanks for coming out on Christmas morning to worship God with us. I'm going to pray and then we'll get uh, into our message this morning. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you again for this day. Thank you for the gift of a new day, but also the gift of sending Jesus to redeem us. And thank you for our calendar and the way that it's reminding us again of what you've done this uh, Christmas day. So like we just sang, we give you all the glory, Lord, for what you've done, and we'll praise you in every season. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, since there wasn't any announcements, uh, I think I get two extra minutes maybe for this. And I would like to throw out an announcement. We are gathering together next year. We're going to have a specific five-week small group uh, initiative that we're all going to get to experience community once again. We're out of the pandemic, so to speak, with not meeting. And if you are not part of a small group, I would love to get to know you uh, plug you into a small group, so that's kind of a, a an application for today, and I thought, why not start with, uh, since we didn't have any announcements. But think about when you were a kid, the excitement, and maybe some of you parents got to see that excitement again that you once experienced as a child in your own children this morning. Maybe it was preparing ahead of time, wrapping presents last night. Anyone put a bicycle together last night? I know that's kind of a, okay, no one. But uh, yeah, seeing a child open a gift is a really magical thing. And I'm so glad I get to experience that with my daughter. But I remember, and I want you to think back, what was a gift when you were a kid that you so wanted? So maybe you have that in your mind. And do you remember experiencing that deep satisfaction of opening a gift and realizing, yes, wow, the stars aligned. I finally got the gift that I wanted. I remember my grandmother, she told me a story about getting mittens. And uh, they were uh, poor at and it was just such a, it was so humbling to hear my grandmother talk about getting mittens. And they were matching mittens that her sister and her had. But I remember my grandmother telling me that story when she was old. And just about how she was so satisfied in getting those mittens. So maybe you have that in your mind of that special gift that you received. I want you to hold on to that thought throughout this uh, message. But I'm a... Uh, titling this message, Jesus, Redeemer of Israel. And this morning, we're going to look at someone in the New Testament that uh, helps us see, maybe as a prototype or an example of how throughout our life, we can find that deep level of satisfaction in God. So would you read with me? I'm going to be in Luke chapter 2 this morning, and we're continuing along in our Sermon series, Seeking Jesus. So would you read with me? This is Luke chapter 2, verse 36 through 38. 
hear God's word. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And she was a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is God's word. Let us pray. Father God, thank you again for your word. Thank you for the fact that we can know you through the scriptures. Thank you again for Christmas. Lord, uh, help us as we uh, hear your word this morning to see our own lives and to examine the gifts, the treasures that we hold close to our hearts and help us to align what matters to you, replace that. Lord, give us a clearer vision of who you are, who we are, and how we can uh, finish well in this life. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Uh, as I was uh, getting ready for this message, I thought about how Anna is um, someone that we might not hear about often. Uh, last night, even reading uh, the Christmas story in my family, we didn't read Anna last night. I don't know if you read all the way through Jesus' um, arrival at the temple, but Simeon and Anna are kind of the bookends of Jesus' uh, birth narrative. And here we find, like Simeon, Anna in the temple. So these are two pillars of faith that we learn about uh, through God's word. And specifically, Anna identifying Jesus as the Messiah. So the older we get at times, it might be hard for us to get a a clearer picture of Jesus and to find within that who he really is. And we hear it often in church, but here we find Anna who is expecting the Messiah to come in her lifetime. Now this lady is probably over a hundred years old and she has been in the temple devoting her life to God's service. Most of us are still hungry for something. Most of us are still seeking satisfaction. And Anna replaces what we might get caught up with, with the commercialism, and she helps us reorient back to what matters. So we find that Anna identifies Jesus as the Messiah, and she gives thanks to God But her service to God is a little bit different than what uh, Simeon as a temple, uh, working as a priest. Anna, her service to God is through prayer and fasting. Now when I think about working and serving God, you know, we just got done loading up a semi-truck with shoeboxes, several uh, trucks. There's a lot of action steps that we can visibly do. But here God tells us that she was devout and her form of service to God was through prayer and fasting. 
I recently heard a story about uh, someone who is in his hundreds, and this lady told me that her father counts it a joy to be able to pray for all of his grandchildren every single day. And I thought, wow, that is such a, a good reflection of a posture when we're in our hundreds of how we can finish well in service to God. Uh, I remember uh, when I was in grad school, my grandfather, he was about to die, and he really was hard on himself in his older years of life. He was a hard-working farmer, and when he lost the capacity to work on the farm, he really took a, a dive, um, and he was really viewing himself with kind of a confused identity. And yes, he had to work hard to provide for the family, but I remember him this was in uh, December, we just finished up finals or something like that, and I was waiting to pick up my wife. And my grandfather, he was really on himself about, you know, I'm worthless now. Now that I can't work. And uh, my mom and we were working with him, just trying to share Christ's love with him. But I think that that type of posture of working until we die, and if we can't work, that is not what the Bible is telling us. Even the prophetess Anna gives us a clear picture of our identity, who we can be in our elderly age. And I'm sure it was probably hard for her back in those days as a widower. And I know some of you are experiencing deep loss and pain of relationships that you're going through or have gone. Maybe someone is missing. But Scripture tells us, and I, I want to encourage you this morning, that God sees you. If you are struggling with loss in your life, God sees you. And God still has a plan for you and your life that we see that Anna experienced one of the spiritual high points of her life when she was in her hundreds. So no matter where you are at on you know, your life, if you're a young kid, an old kid, Anna helps us to see how we can finish well in service to God. Think about this. She's a prophetess. She's the only prophetess in the New Testament that God chose to, you know, put her, her name in. She's, she almost, I would have to stretch this to say, she is kind of like the Shamgar of the Old Testament for the New Testament. God did not forget about Anna, and she had a very special role of announcing that Jesus was the Messiah, the Redeemer of Israel. And so when Anna's talking about that, what is she re referring to when she talks about the Redeemer of Israel? Well, she is alluding to Psalm 130, and I'm going to read this real quick for us. This is verses 5 through 8. You don't have to go there. Just listen to this. Psalm 130. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. And with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all the iniquities. So that's so cool that by Anna seeing Jesus and what Jesus has done, his life, death, and resurrection, how the temple location in Jerusalem, 
that God gives us a spirit and we are God's temple now is such a really cool imagery of who we are as the people of God. That through Jesus, we have experienced this redemption. So think back, if you will, about that gift when you were a kid. You know, a hundred years ago, yeah, we didn't have text or live screen, uh, live streaming. It was a very different world. But think way back 2,000 years ago. It's hard for us to imagine, and especially in this instant gratification society where we push a button and we get something delivered the next day. But the greatest gift is not something that we necessarily can buy for someone else. The greatest gift is what God has done through Jesus Christ. And so I want to invite you, if you've never accepted Jesus, just like the redemption of Jerusalem was dependent upon how people back in Jesus' time received him. We also, when we receive Jesus in a posture where he is our redeemer, he is our savior, we too experience the greatest gift. So I'm going to pray for us, and uh, I want to encourage you in this moment of prayer just to think about Anna and her devotion to God. Think about how maybe in this next year uh, you might have a spiritual high point that you haven't had. Our spiritual lives are not in the past. Our spiritual lives, the high point is to come. And like Anna, we too are waiting for Jesus' second coming. You know, Anna probably didn't experience as 100 years old, we don't know, but she might not have seen Jesus die on the cross. She might have not have experienced him do all his miracles, but she still knew baby Jesus as her redeemer. So let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for our church family. I thank you that as the people of God, we are not alone. Our identity is in you. We just thank you that you give us examples like Anna, the prophetess, that we can make our lives count to the fullest Lord, as we look into 2023, Lord, help us to grow in our spiritual disciplines, to cultivate a hunger for you. Lord, and thank you that as a church family, we can experience community together, that while we might be a widower, a widower at some point in our lives, by being a part of a church, we are no longer um, alone. We have family. So God, thank you for redeeming us. And I just pray that if there's someone here, uh, if they just uh, confess that you are Lord and that their trust is in you, Lord, that you would just, in a miraculous way, confirm and show yourself to them in this season today. Just give them a sense of confidence that you are working even when they cannot see it. So thank you for our worship this morning and as we continue with communion and more singing that, Lord, this can be a fragrant aroma to you just like Anna's prayer and fasting and devotion to you. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
All right, so at, at this time, we are going to enter into a season of communion, a moment of communion. So this is an open communion. So if you are a believer, if you have faith in God that Jesus is the Messiah like Anna, we would just encourage you uh, yeah, to participate with us. Uh, you don't have to be a member, a regular attender, but if your faith is in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, this is for you. And here at Liberty, we gather together in groups at one of the communion stations of five to seven people, and we receive the elements, and we eat together. And this is a reminder for us of who we are, that we are part of a family that God has adopted us, brought us back, redeemed us. Uh, so at, at this time, I would like to invite people that will be stationed at the communion tables, if you'll uh, help fill in here, and we're going to enter into uh, communion together. As the communion servers come, let's, um, let's sing this verse together. The redeeming love. Silent night,
Oh, wasn't that beautiful? I saw a few of you kindred spirits tearing up to that violin. <laughs> Music is so beautiful. Just think of what it's going to be like in heaven someday, if that can move me so greatly. And I just, as I watched you guys taking communion, I see my family who I love and my family who's adopted in my family because of Jesus. And I see the divorced. I see people mourning. I see people celebrating new grandchildren. Jesus, just like that music was for all of us, Jesus is for all of us. Amen. And now we have the privilege of telling the Savior of our souls, I am so willing to be what you want me to be. Let's end with worthy he is.
They didn't let me have a microphone this morning, so I had to find one. Uh, but let me say, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, we're so glad that you uh, were able to be with us uh, this Christmas uh, morning. And uh, as, as we leave, I just want to leave us with uh, a number six as you go into whatever um, God has for you for the rest of the day. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Uh, Merry Christmas, and may you enjoy the rest of your day. You're dismissed.